Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. All right, we are back. This is the Investor Coaching Show. I'm Paul Winkler. He's Jim Wood, talking money and investing and looking at the news and the things that are out there and just helping make them a little bit more understandable, I hope. <laughs> so uh, back to this, and you're talking about, let's kind of lay in a nutshell, what would we say this this topic really is? That you know, Well, in big market delusions, meaning that people just getting overexcited about you know individual companies or individual new technologies and kind of putting all their hopes and dreams in terms of their financial future into these companies. And people wanting companies. to hit home runs. So investing in individual companies is typically where they hear about people hitting home runs. So they hope yeah. that they can be that person. Right. And they want to win the lottery. And as we pointed out so many times, we have had companies that we thought would be the winners that just didn't turn out to be the winners. But, you know... Go, and you were talking about electric vehicles as well. Yeah, and that was really the headline of this, and we, we've kind of talked through it, but we haven't really talked about the specifics about the electric vehicles. And a couple of studies that were done, academic studies, um, one, Big Market Delusions, Electric Vehicles by Robert Arnett, Bradford Cornell, and mm -hmm. Lillian Wu, um, March of 2021. And then this just being um, some information from that, and, and the... Um, electric vehicle industry has nearly the same market capitalization as traditional automakers, despite having only a small fraction of the revenue. Yeah, that is a perfect example of people thinking that something is going to be really big and betting. I mean, <laughs> you know, no other word to use, betting that that is going to be the case. But so much of the data coming out right now, I, you know, it, Chad was talking to me in the Goodlettsville office. He got to, uh, he was reading something about, he goes, man, you see this, China's got us beat on this particular thing. And I says, oh, what is it? And he says, they've got these stations. And then you pull into the station and it's kind of like pulling into a Jiffy Lube or something. And what happens, you pull in, they drop the battery out of the bottom of your car, I think it is. And then they, what they do is they, they put in a charge battery in its place. And it, you know what it reminded me of is, you know, these propane tanks. You take your propane tank back. For the barbecue, sure. Yeah, and then you get a full tank and you bring that back and you just give up your old tank. And who cares? It's just the, the container holding the gas and that's all it is. And that's the thing that they're doing. And I says, well, yeah, but, you know, we still, we still don't know if that's going to be the technology simply just because of the fact that we have how many people uh, they're looking at taking these batteries after they've lived their, their lifespan. And now we're having people in poor countries pull these things apart. And, you know, the impact of that. Uh, and then, you know, Chad brought up the, the fuel. He says, you know, I think about, it, yeah, how do we generate electricity? We, well, through a lot of times, it's un unfortunately, it's through non-clean methods. And it just may not be the technology that wins the day. But people have been betting it on a big way and, dri and driving the price of the stocks up to levels of companies that have been around for generations. Yeah. And you think of the, you know, just kind of the technology you were describing and you think of when, okay, well, 
think of, you know, Nashville or other big cities and maybe 5% of the population, I don't know what the true number is, driving electric vehicles and something like that. But think about when, if it's 80%. You know, how many of those stations where you have to drive in and get a new battery because your battery's, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, completely depleted or something like that ongoing? Just think about some of the lines you have to wait in just to get a smog check. Mm -hmm. You know, so you, you think, but but yeah. what's great about that yeah. is that that's, it's innovative and it's, mm -hmm. it's maybe, okay, this is a problem. This is a possible solution. And I it did may like or may the not idea. Be. Yeah. And so, and, and I think that's ultimately what drives these things forward. And I love that about capitalism yeah. is that it pushes those things but you know, the where the problem is of course is when people start betting on okay this is technology is going to be the winner mm -hmm. you know i think the long term we're going to get as historic as history shown for the last you know nine decades or really even longer than that the world's getting healthier and wealthier and will continue mm -hmm. but trying to predict you know winners and losers on that but and, back, I, and oh. I did and i did make the point about that now you were you're talking about the the companies that um, and, and and hoping that those companies that have come up with these technologies are the winners and and they're going to benefit greatly. And one of the things I point out to people all the time is it isn't necessarily the company that comes up with the technology that benefits and wins. It's the user of the technology, because users of technology use it to reduce their costs, to increase their profitability, to increase their productivity. And so often we forget about that. It is not necessarily the company that comes up with the technology. It is often the end user that benefits. And if I'm not investing in those companies that are going to be the ultimate users of the technology, I could be missing out on a lot. And I could be taking way more risk than I should be taking to where I could end up with a couple of companies that I thought were going to be winners and they ultimately did not end up being winners. Absolutely, and I'm going to touch back on that point here in a minute after I just finish this little, little one more thought or some, some notes on this. Mm -hmm. and just to, talking about Tesla's market cap of $752 billion at the end of 2021, Tesla accounted for 75% of the total electronic vehicles group's market value, and, and this is from that Arnott paper. Such an immense market capitalization makes sense only if the expectation is that Tesla will come to dominate the entire auto industry, not just the EV market. Now, that's really interesting, Jim, because you know what that makes me think about is who would step in if one company ended up being the company that dominated? The government. The government is, you know, they're going to look at that and go, antitrust, antitrust, yeah, you can't do that. Right. So that, that doesn't make sense to bet on a company in that way. That, that's, that's fascinating. Uh, sorry, keep going. No, and then just to, to finish that, such an achievement requires that both Tesla's brand and technology become so dominant that the company can earn profit margins that exceed those of a Ferrari on a level <laughs> of production exceeding exceeding that of Toyota. Yeah, that's insane. You know, so you look at some of these companies that come out with these boutique cars and they only produce a few of them because that's all they have to produce because they charge so much for them because the people willing to buy them are willing to pay a price that is so high more for prestige than anything else. You're not getting the entire world population buying stuff and, and overpaying for it based on prestige, especially when another company can come up with a product that you'll buy for less to compete with that. And of course they will. 
That's exactly the way it always works. Exactly. So, so anyway, I just wanted to finish that. But I think kind of what you were saying too kind of dovetails into something else that I had for today. Well, let's uh, let's do this. Let's let's take a quick break okay. because it might be perfect after this break to talk about the the next topic. Cause, perfect. Because I think. There's more to say about that than we'd have time before the next break. Listening to the Investor Coaching Show, Paul Winkler, along with Jim Wood. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Coaching Podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's been listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning, tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything we do is fee-only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20 plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. And some of the mistakes that people make, we see quite often have to do with looking for individual companies that are going to win. You watch TV shows on this stuff, and they will cover, and I tune out when they get in the financial shows and they start talking about individual companies. That's when I go, oh, I don't even want to hear this. <laughs> it's boring. Uh, but they talk about what this company did, what that company did, and all they're doing is just getting you to do things that you really shouldn't do. Uh, or, you know, which markets are doing well right now, and they'll flash up. You know, it's, it's like... You know, you would find a certain segment of the market they would show the tickers on it on a regular basis and then all of a sudden when that market dies and, you, and it's not doing well all of a sudden they don't report on it anymore it's just the weirdest thing i don't know it's just but anyway next jim well i, I think that this this like dovetails really well with the whole big market delusion idea uh, because this article from visual capitalist the 25 worst stocks by shareholder wealth losses from 1926 through through 2022. Um, and so you think of so many of these companies that people thought were their lottery tickets. Oh, this is going to be interesting. I, I wish I could guess which those companies would be, but I, I probably couldn't. <laughs> I, think, I think you'd probably nail a lot of them on the head, but I think you'll all, um, be really surprised by some of them, well, as uh, I was. Enron, huh? Global Crossing. Um, well, number one yeah, Global Crossing the be, same thing. Well, Global Crossing, because they, they would have gone and uh, they said we were going to be laying fiber optic cable, and, and uh, you know that was going to be the wonderful thing that, that uh, was going to change the entire world. And, right. Oh, but anyway, big, go ahead. Big market, right? Big potential market. Mm -hmm. Talked about a lot in the media. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, all the things we we're talking about in the mm -hmm. last couple of segments. Well, that's number 20. Oh, on was the it list. on there? It was yeah, on there. Okay. It is. All right. Surprisingly, all right. Enron is not on the list. Enron is not on the list. Oh, come on. Which it might have something mess. to do with the way they measured these. But okay. again, some of these, but a company from, you know, not unsimilar times around that is number one WorldCom. Okay. Yep. 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 I should have thought of that. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you might have thought of that company not necessarily being number one, but long distance phone provider handled internet data, and um, you know, they 
basically got caught cooking their books, mm. right? And um, so the there total... There were a lot of people that got sucked in by that. So uh, this was measured for WorldCom from December 1980 through July of 2002. Lifetime wealth losses, $102 billion. Oh, man. Number one on the list. And so you think, and you think July 2002... You know, very significant in terms of the the dot com bubble blowing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, back to what we were just talking about earlier. Number two on the list, Rivian Automotive. Oh, okay. When I, that that wouldn't have crossed my mind. Yeah, I know. I followed, heard the stories a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I mean, I see them out driving on the road and everything and, you know, cause they'll catch your eye cause there's not that many of them, mm -hmm. right. Compared to other cars. So you see one and it catches your eye just cause it's not as homogenous as all so many of the cars are. Um, but from December of 1921 through December of 1922, lifetime wealth losses, 92 billion. Ouch. Yeah. Makes uh, Bernie Madoff look like a pauper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I had somebody I remember talking to me at how proud they were that they had bought that stock and it was going to compete with, you know, Tesla and do all these things. And, you know, again, mm -hmm. just shows the danger. But, you know, some of the ones that, um, you know, you can name, there, there's all kinds of different industries. There's Lucent Technologies, Wachovia. Um, right. Some of the banking. Yeah, of course. Um, Coinbase. In number 12. Now, now I did Palm Pilot make it? Palm did. Did they? Yeah. Palm was <laughs> number 18, and so two even above Global Crossing from April of 2000 through June 2010, negative uh -huh. $34 billion. Oh, wow. How about, how about some of the movie companies? Um, well, number 22. All right. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good poll. <laughs> number 22, Paramount. Uh-huh. July 87, December 20, not 22nd, December 2022, minus 30 billion. Oh, man. And, and, you know, I would guess that they're coming back a little bit because their streaming channel, I think, is doing pretty well. Okay. And so, so that's why I give these dates and everything. But Wait, Well, so, so how about, okay, so since I'm on a roll, uh, cryptocurrency. Um, well, that's, that's kind of where I was going next. Oh, okay. Uh, up up All 12 right. with Coinbase. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so May... Of uh -huh. 2021 through December 2022, minus 45 billion. Uh huh. But here's a couple on the list that you know you might not think you know initially that were on here because they came out and they solved a problem and a lot of people use their services. They enabled people to be independent business okay. people on their own. Okay. And rent their place for money. Airbnb. There you go. Twenty. 25 on the list, minus 27 billion. And between uh, January of 2021 through December 2022, or they didn't rent out their place, but they drove people around. Uber. Yeah, there you go. Number 19. <laughs> I had a, Coming in at number had a 50, 19 on the list, had a 50, Uber. 50 shot on that one. <laughs> at minus 34 billion. And, but, you know, so you think of all these different companies, but how about this one? This one was two of these, actually, um, number 15 and 16, companies that are really big and, you know, some diversification in their product lines and things like that. Time Warner Ooh. at number 15, negative 37 billion between April of 1992 and mm. June 2018, and Kraft Heinz. That's interesting because how many of us use the products? Right. 
I mean, you from know, those companies. What do you think of when you think of you know Kraft Heinz? You think of American cheese and ketchup. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. So that's that's so, and you, you know, you th- well, I remember this is probably not on the list. I doubt it, but I remember Procter and Gamble was one of those companies that ran into problems. Yeah, not on the list, but, but yeah. not on the list. But I remember people that you know working for Procter and Gamble and thinking this company is just bulletproof; it's going to do well, and then they ended up losing their shirts because you know, there was a period of time that they went through a real bad spell, and. You know, but they're but the companies are fine still. We still use their products, and there's but you know an investor in the stock would have been really hurt at at, at various points in time. Yeah, and then you know car company, car company Daimler, uh, Daimler, yeah, yeah. Daimler. okay, so uh, Daimler Chrysler. So you had yeah, of course the 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 joint venture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, December nineteen ninety eight through. June 2010 minus 60 billion, mm. and so there, there's no real rhyme or reason to these companies. Mm-hmm. And what the message here to me is that just individual stocks are one of the quickest ways to shoot yourself in the foot as an investor. Yeah, and 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 you know I think that the, you know it's it's unfortunate that often people will do that because they think that they know more than they do. Their level of confidence goes up because they know the company. They know maybe some of the, maybe they work for the company and they know the internals of the company to some extent. And they think they know more than they do. And even the CEOs of companies, you'll find that. Uh, So typically what happens, what I tell people is if you have individual stock, let's say you're an executive with a large corporation and there may be some really huge tax consequences, or maybe you can't get out of it, period, end of sentence. You can't do anything with the stock. You know, there is probably just a tiny, tiny handful of instances when I can see where options, using options to protect your downside risk makes sense. And so when you're dealing with individual companies, that's where that makes sense because you can get hammered with individual companies and individual stocks. Paul Winkler Investor Coaching Show, Jim Wood. PaulWinkler.com is the website where you can go and learn lots about what we do, lots about investing, videos, audio. Want to learn about Medicare? It's on there. Want to learn about Social Security? It's on there. It's like Frego spaghetti sauce. It's in there. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, PaulWinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.